you're listening to the Volleyball by Design podcast. Today, we are going to talk about video software, and we're going to talk more specifically about how you can use video software for player development. And I've talked about this on the past before, and I I did an episode on this, but we're going to talk about this in a different element. We're going to specifically focus on player development in practice and how we can use video to help develop our players much more efficiently in practice. So it's an episode you don't want to miss. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Coach Brian Singh, and after a number of years coaching competitive volleyball and as the head coach of the biggest college in Canada, I've become obsessed with helping coaches improve their knowledge and skills of the game by teaching them how to coach efficiently and effectively to ultimately reach their volleyball goals. I created the Volleyball by Design podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies so you can get clarity and apply what you learn right away. This is the Volleyball by Design podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 168 of the Volleyball by Design podcast. How is everyone doing out there today? Another week of volleyball in the books, and this is uh, this is an exciting week ahead. I, I got to say, I'm starting to help out at a new high school this year. They got the college team ready to go up and running, and I'm super excited about our team this year. And then... um. Yeah, my, my, my little summer break, my off-season break is over, and we're we're back to back to the beginning of a lot of things. So, uh, super excited about that. Uh, a couple of the things I want to mention. Actually, first of all, hey, new listeners, welcome to the podcast. My name is Coach Brian Singh. I'm the host of the podcast, and if you you are a regular listener, as always, thank you so much for tuning in. You know how much I appreciate you guys. Where the goal every episode is to deliver valuable, tangible step-by-step strategies that you can apply to your gym right away. And today is no different, um, but before we get into today's episode, I just want to welcome all my new DVA coaches. What's going on? Welcome to DVA. Uh, I opened doors uh, just last week, and we had a ton of coaches that came in, super excited to get a chance to work with them, um, You know, jump on coaching calls and all this fun stuff. So if you are a new coach at DVA, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for joining uh, an, a group of incredible coaches who were you know, crushing it every day um, by taking their team to another level. And if you did not, or if you were not able to make it into DVA, that's okay. Head on over to digitalvolleyballacademy.com, sign up for that waitlist, and when doors open again, uh, you'll be notified. So yeah, don't feel, I feel, don't be shy. Sign up for that waitlist at digitalvolleyballacademy.com. All right, now just a little backstory here. So. Uh, I, I think in the U.S. as well as Canada, everyone, yeah, Canada and the U.S. We have a long weekend this weekend, so I'm actually in a hotel room right now with my cell phone. So I'm recording this completely, uh, not without, not in my regular podcast, aka studio. It's just me and my iPhone. So I'm talking into my iPhone. So if the audio isn't as clear as it normally is, I apologize, but you gotta bear with me. It is literally, what is it? It's 12:15 a.m on september 4th so it is late uh my cousin got married this weekend um and there was it was a two-parter uh the ceremony was on saturday reception was on sunday and i got home i'm leaving tomorrow morning to drive back to toronto and as you know as my listeners i do my best to deliver an episode every monday and i hope this is proof that i care about every one of my listeners, especially the listeners that have built this into a routine for them. And I want to keep that going. So 
my wife, if you hear some noise in the background, she's actually packing and she's packing our bags. Uh, the kids are sleeping on the bed and she's packing so we can leave bright early in the morning to drive back to Toronto. Yeah, I drove. I know a lot of people thought I was crazy to drive. It was it was it's a, it's typically a eight and a half hour drive time. But when you add in stops for the kids and things like that, it's a little bit longer. But you know what? Um, to be quite honest, my wife said that I don't need to help her anyways because she has a system on how she packs with the family. So I was like, you know what? I can just jump on the couch and record my episode now because I, w- I was really stressing on when I was going to be able to record this episode and um and, and upload it. So uh, I, the upload will be a little late. So if you are a person that listens to it right at midnight, then you're not going to get it because it's past midnight right now. But um, if you wake up in the morning, you'll you'll have it and you'll hear it. So that's here's a little here's a little backstory for you guys. So I'm in my hotel. My wife's packing. Uh, my kids are sleeping. I think one might have just woke up, but that's okay. And then, um, yeah, and I'm going to drop an episode for you guys. Now, today's episode, it's not going to be as long as normal, not because it's, you know, 12 o'clock in the morning, but it's because I actually, um, this is more going to be like a, a part one of this episode. So you all know that player development is a big part of my philosophy. You know, I'm, I always believe that you are training players all year long and, you know, even at you know, I, I, I keep telling myself every year, like even at my level, at the college level, I'm training volleyball players. You know, like even if you're a middle on our team, we don't we just don't train you to be to have all the middle skills. You know, like you don't just come into our gym and you attack and block and serve. You know, we want our middles to be volleyball players. We want to teach them how to have ball control. We want to teach them on how to use their hands to set. Why Why do we want to do that? Well, middles, sometimes they may have to take a second ball. You know, if a setter can't get to a ball, it's a ball's pass up to the middle of the net. They, if your middle has the ability to set a high ball, that is a huge advantage. That is a significant advantage for your team. What about when your middle serves? Well, guess what? They're going to go to play a position in the backcourt. And when normally when other teams see that a middle serving, a free ball, instead of taking the setter out, they tend to take the middle out. If the middle has poor ball control, so we, you know, it's a message I always try to drive home to any coach that I work with is, you're training volleyball players, and we can't forget that, we cannot forget that. So no matter what position you play, you have to have the basic skills: serve, pass, ball control, and ball control means using your hands, as well as using your platform. So. <clears throat> I'm always in this mindset of player development, so that, so that's one. Okay, so I, I mean, I, you know, I've heard, I've heard this. I, you know, you probably heard me say this a bunch of times, but that that's just that's just one. Two, another problem that I've been faced in my career, and I know many coaches have been faced with this in their career, is getting really good um, film for all the players on your team. Because here's what happens normally. You go into the you go into a gym, you practice, you go to a game, and everyone has cameras at games, right? You have the parents, got the iPads going, and what you what you do is you film the game, and you post that on your private YouTube channel, perhaps, or maybe everyone has access to a Google Drive or whatever the case is. You post that film, and everybody on the team is expected to look at that film, and rightfully so, they absolutely have to. But the players who can really develop and assess themselves are the players that are in that film. If you didn't play as much, then you don't get to see yourself on film a lot. Now, maybe everyone has to play and everyone played, but you know, there's always going to be players that are playing more. 
So how do we develop the players that don't get playing time or don't get a lot of playing time? And how do we get them a chance to see what they look like on film? Because that, that's important for their development. So many, many, you know, up to just a couple of years ago, my practice players or players that never got a chance to see themselves on the court during a scrimmage, the only way they can they can watch themselves on video is the short clips that we take during practice. And we'll upload those in practice. You know, we'll, like maybe we do a scrimmage in practice and we upload that to a private YouTube channel and they can see themselves there. And that's great. But that is that is not as efficient as we could be. So one thing, and if you're a DVA member, <clears throat> I did an entire training on this, but I want to explain a concept to you and then I want to explain how you can do this in your gym. So there are a lot of video softwares out there. Huddle is a very popular one in North America. Okay? There is Volumetrics that's used at the higher level, you know, uh, University College Pro International. Um, and then there is a bunch of other smaller ones like VidSwap, uh, Quick, what is it, Quick Cut? I can't what it's called. Let me see. I have it here. Uh, it is called... Uh, I just lost it. Uh, qu yeah, I was right. Quick Cut. So Quick Cut is another one. Um, and then there's this app called Ball Time. So let me explain what these softwares do. What these softwares do that are so powerful is if you upload game, like game tape. Okay, you upload game tape. And, and what, what this software does is if you break down the film, so it's called breaking down the film, what it will do is it will tag all the actions that occur in that game. So let me give you an example. So hypothetically, right, we have number seven served on the other team, number five on our team passed, number six set, and number four got a kill. Okay, so that's a typical sequence. What breaking down that means is every action is tagged. The serve is tagged and who served the ball. The pass is tagged and who passed the ball. The setter is tagged because they set and the hitter is tagged because they got a kill. They saw and got a kill. So there are a lot of different tags that are being used there. And what's important is, and, there's, and so as the game goes on, everyone's tagging, tagging, tagging. And at the end, there are a lot of data points that you have at the end of all these tags. And the purpose of these tags and why this is important for coaches is because if you are going in to watch this film now, what you can do is you can search through the film by actions and players. So what does that mean? So if I have a player, let's call him Peter, and I wanted to see the clips, the only clips that Peter was involved in, I can go to this any this software like Huddle, for example. I can t I can click on Peter's name, and then the only clips that I'm gonna see are the ones Peter is involved in, because every action that Peter's done was tagged in the system. But it gets better. What if I wanted to see only Peter's serve receive, because we're always trying to help our players pass better. So if I if I click Peter and I click serve receive or pass. Only the clips that are that it show him passing, that have tagged him as passing, those are only the ones I'm going to see. 
So why is this so powerful? Well, you imagine as a as a player and as a coach, if you're helping your player assess their ability to pass, and you go and click on their name and press the skill passing, and that and all you see is all the clips of that player passing in a game. Do you have any idea how valuable and how much time efficiency that is? You just got a chance to just see them pass, clip after clip after clip, and just by seeing that, you're going to be able to assess them way faster, get answers much quicker, because they don't have to watch two hours of film and you know press continue and continue and continue to find out all the times they pass the ball. You could just click their name and tag and boom. Okay, so that's what the power of tagging is. And I've done an episode on this in the past where I talked about it. Here's something that I'm going to be doing this year, and I've never done this before, but I think it's really valuable. So the players now, so the the whole reason I started this conversation was to address the fact that what do you do? How can you have the players that don't play in games still have access to this kind of uh, video? Because it's valuable. So the first thing you do is you film your practices, you film your scrimmages in practice where everyone is playing, okay? Then what you can do is you can upload that film into one of these softwares, okay? Huddle is an example of one. Uh, Quick Cut is an example of one. Ball Time is an example of one, okay? And you upload it. Now, Huddle is very is expensive, you know, ball time and quick cut, they all have an expense to them. So this is going to be the only thing holding teams back is that it's going to cost, you know, a couple hundred dollars, hundreds of dollars, whatever it is, like 800, 700 bucks. And then what happens is after you upload it into these softwares, you have to pay an additional fee to break the game down because they have people that actually sit there and tag and tag and tag and tag and tag. And then send it, and then when it's done, it's complete, and then you can go in. So you have to pay more money for that. So if you're a team that's on a budget and you do not have money to spend on one, getting access to the platform, and then two, spending money on breaking these games down, I understand that. Believe me, I completely understand that. So what you can do, and this is something we're gonna be doing, is you need a volunteer a player, a coach, a parent, you need a volunteer to do this, okay? And what you can do is you can have them go into the software. So I'll use Huddle as an example. Huddle, you just have to pay to upload videos into Huddle. It's like a video sharing software that you can share. If you're not breaking film down, if you're not using Huddle services to break film down, you just have to pay to to have Huddle house your video for you. And then what you can do is if you have a player, a parent, a a coach that can go in and manually tag this, then guess what? You have the power of now assessing practice film by using their tagging system because you're not paying Huddle to tag them. You can tag it. So we're going to be paying someone or we're going to have an assistant coach or I'm going to find someone. I already found somebody, but I have someone who's going to do it for us. And it takes about 45 minutes to take a full match. So your practice will be shorter. It won't be that long. And once you get the hang of it, it's actually not that not that long. Because if you have a scrimmage in practice, you literally are just, you're just tagging that, you know, two sets. That's it. 
Like, it's it's not that. It's like forty. I think forty minutes is probably the max it's gonna take to take a, a two setter. And and that's your first time. You do it more and more, you'll get faster and faster and faster. But what I really like is I like that. Sorry, that's my daughter. What I really like is that you can, even if you don't want to tag a game, let's say that you were doing a hitting drill or a passing drill. Let's say you're doing a passing drill and you have the camera set up. You can upload that film and tag the players in that passing drill. Because what a lot of these softwares do is these softwares only break down games because they have people behind the scenes breaking them down. They don't break down practice. I don't. I have, I have yet to come across a software that has someone breaking down practice, except for one example I'm going to give in a sec. But you guys as coaches, you can go down and do that. So even if you did this once a week, you, you dedicate one practice where you're going you're gonna to film it and tag all the players and upload it and just let them see it, that's phenomenal because that they're going to have access to all of this video organized by their name and skill. And the, the, what that's going to do for you is, is super valuable. I mean, just think about how much faster your players are going to be able to isolate their mistakes and see, like, you know how you tell sometimes, you tell your players, oh, you're always so early, you're always so early, or you're always so late on attacking? Well, you can cycle through every single one of their attacks in a row, and they can see clearly what's going on. And sometimes that's all it takes, is to see it more than once, more than once in different play scenarios and things like that, and then you go from there. So... I implore you to consider doing this in your practices, and, I, and I'm giving this. This this is like this is I, this, I think this is kind of a secret weapon for me to be honest, because it was only until this year where I, I really am, I went all I, not all in, but I put player development as one of the top priorities this season. And you know, some of my coaches might think I'm a little crazy for sharing this because I have a lot of I have a lot of coaches in the league that listen to my podcast, and they may like, hey, you know what? Maybe I should try this too. Uh, you know what? At the end of the day, it's about growing the game and. It's about, you know, helping helping players get better. That's what I'm all about. So it is what it is. But it's something you can consider. Now, I, I did say there is one caveat to this thing. Ball time. So there's there is an app called Ball Time. Um, it's, it's an AI app. And what this does, listen to this. So Ball Time uses AI software to track your players on the court and tags them for you. Now, isn't that cool? So you don't have to pay extra to have film break broken down. The AI software already does it. And they're, they're, um, they're getting better. The AI software is getting better and better and better. And I actually had a meeting with uh, a representative from Ball Time. And we talked about working together. So uh, I'm going to be trying this out myself. So coaches, if you're listening to this and, and Ball Time is, is something that you may be interested in, I'm going to be trying it out in the next couple of weeks and I will definitely do an episode uh, and I'll talk about ball time a little more and whether I think it's it's worth the investment or not because I think it's the future of of software for volleyball if you think about it AI tracks the players on your court learns their behavior and tags every action that occurs in the game and you can go back and just like I described go and isolate based on player based on skill set whatever and then you find your answers and it does it by ai so i think that's really 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 cool and i can't wait to experiment with it in our gym so i'm going to try it out and i'll let you guys know how it goes um but i think it, they're definitely onto something uh, what, a, what a really really cool idea so the, the i think the moral of this entire episode that i spent really really a long time talking about is we cannot forget about the players they don't get playing time 
because be, let's be honest. And if you're a team out there that everyone gets equal playing time, great. That's fantastic. You can take this a step further and now start filming practices and uploading that to software and having that work for you. Because we are going to get more touches in practice than you would in a game in a specific, let's, let's say you're doing a passing drill. Well, a passing drill, you're going to get a ton of touches in a passing drill. Imagine if your players can go back and isolate their name and the passing and just watch those passing on on a clip, clip after clip after clip after clip of them just doing the reps. How much more powerful that would be for, for them to assess themselves and improve that passing skill just because they can see it on not on replay, but they can see it clip after clip after clip. Um, I'm telling you, it's, it's such a game changer for player development that I can't wait to experiment with it. I can't wait to see our players develop at a completely different level because now we're being intentional about it and using as much resources as possible. So that's um, that's something I want to leave you with. So let's just do a quick recap, okay? I talked about what ta- what the tagging system is and how that works when it comes to video edit or not editing, but video analysis and software and volleyball. And I and I've also mentioned that. We want to we want to bring that to our practices. It's not just enough to have in our games. Having it in our games is is great, and I, I think that there's so much value in that. But I also think there's just as much value on assessing your practices as well, because so many times players are getting more touches in practice, and they can probably develop faster by being able to go back and assess what they did in that practice. And they can do that by watching film, not not a two-hour-long YouTube video where they have to go through. Because let's let's be honest, coaches, your players are not going through two hours of YouTube video. They're not doing that, especially if they didn't play. They're not doing that. They, they, they even though they're supposed to. So by using this software, now all of a sudden they are going to be more motivated because now. They may they can isolate their friends, they can isolate themselves, they can isolate their own skills so they, they can get better. And I think you're going to see a big difference in how much more intentional they are about improving by having this at their disposal. So that's what I want to leave you with. Use, utilize in practice. We talked about ball time, uh, quick cut, and huddle. Um, you would you would have to contact them to find out any kind of special pricing that you can. I, I know well, I talked to like a bunch of a bunch of them that just to use the platform. If you are a if you're an individual like a by yourself, I think ball time is like twenty bucks a month. If you, if it's just one person, but if you're a team, I think it might be closer to like for a season it might be like six hundred bucks for a season. Uh, but you'd have to contact them individually and see what they can do for you i know ball time is in its infancy they're very young so they may have better deals but uh huddle huddle is on the more expensive side i'll tell you that i think it's like 900 dollars just to use their system let alone the breakdown but like i mentioned we don't need the breakdown function because we can do it ourselves and we can get because they, they don't even tag practices they just do games so you would have to tag your practice yourself all right hope um hope that helped if you have any questions about this kind of stuff feel free to reach out to me on instagram by the way brian singh underscore coach b that's my instagram handle reach out to me but i really uh implore you to consider doing this in your practice because your player development will go up it will become much more apparent to you and the players on what they got to do and you're going to see improvement right away it's almost inevitable okay i'm gonna come off and go help my wife finish packing because we're leaving bright and early in the morning back to toronto uh so i apologize for the the noise in the background i apologize for the late episode but hey you gotta do what you gotta do right 
All right. So listen, if you need anything from me, reach out on Instagram. And thank you so much for listening to this episode. I will see you guys next week on another episode of the Volleyball by Design Podcast. Take care. All right. Cue the music. Look, are you at the stage you want to be in your volleyball journey? How would it feel to get clarity on your training? And instead of taking months to get better, you could improve in weeks, if not days. When I was a young coach and player, I felt this way all the time. The truth is, after I got some great advice on how to be efficient, my learning curve grew exponentially. Let me show you how to be more efficient and effective in this game. I invite you to check out CoachBtraining.com for more resources that you can use to take your game to the next level. I look forward to helping you reach your volleyball goals.